Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. All right. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Daily. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This is a patrons-only podcast. Thanks for joining us. You get Actually, it's patrons. You get this one early. You're getting this one early, early, a week earlier than the general public. Thanks for supporting the show. Become an annual patron and get two months for free and the Saints Season Survival Mug if you're not an annual patron already. Andrew, today we're starting a little mini-series of we're going to talk about players to Saints that either are free agents or they're possibly going to get released. And we call it stay or go. So the first one up, I think, is the one that we all talk about, and that's Michael Thomas. Should the Saints keep him or release him and move it along? He hasn't really played in three years since 2019. So I'm going to make the case for moving on. I know it's just a toe injury, and that's different from the ankle and all that. But at some point, you have to, you can't keep depending on the guy that's hurt all the time as much as I want to, and like give him a fourth try at it. And if you bring that Derek Carr in, it could be fun. But at some point, you gotta move along and bring someone else in that can be healthy. That would be the case for moving on from him. I, I do think it's more in flux than I imagined because of the Derek Carr situation. It, it felt like when they redid the deal uh, near the end of the season, like it was like, okay, he's, it's, it's done. They redid him. They're going to post June 1st, cut him, get a bunch of cap space this year, and the dead money, will, will hit, a lot of it will hit next year when they have space and, and so forth. But there is, it does feel like before you make your case on whether you think he should stay or go, do, do you agree that there is a little bit of momentum that like it was like 90% chance he was gone? Or like it's ticking back down. Like there's a chance like Michael Thomas might be on this roster in 2023, which, you know, I never thought that. Yeah, it's open-ended. Um, so, you know, I think when it was first done, you know, the, 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 re- the, the restructure, uh, I mean, Nick Gunderhill basically put it out there. Like, you know, this is the, this is the warning sign that like it, it's headed towards a divorce. It's done. And, you know, he, he was basically saying, saying that pretty, uh, pretty strongly that like, yeah, there, there's no path to him. 
because here's the thing: like he makes forty million dollar guaranteed on the other side of that June first, post June first cut, and and you know Nick's thing was like, there's no way he's seeing that money. There's no chance. So and he put that out there that like you know basically expect Michael Thomas to get released, and in, in general. Uh, Nick, Nick is never wrong about things and Nick never puts things out there unless he's positive. So, uh, this is one of those. And if, I mean, in his most recent article, he basically backtracks and said, yeah, like we might've gotten this one wrong. And you know, he, he owns that. And, uh, you know, that happens sometimes, you know, things that, and mm-hmm. I try to explain that to you guys that, you know, things are trending one way and like that happens sometimes we're like the NFL is weird. It's a weird business where like, you see things clearly they're trending in a certain direction and then you get 180 and quick, that was yeah, quick. like Jimmy quick, Graham last year was one of those things. Yeah. You know? Quick, quick example. Last year, Deshaun Watson, like Thursday yep. afternoon, the saints cleared the cap space. Me and Andrew went to bed and Andrew, I think his exact words for were Ralph, you need to get yourself emotionally ready for Deshaun Watson being the saints quarterback. And it yeah. looked for all the world. Like the saints were in the lead. And Cleveland came on back out of nowhere, and Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland. Well, so I, I think I, I think Atlanta kind of uh, wedged themselves in, and then like after that, like, so I think Cle- that was actually like the next. That's right. Uh, evolution after that. Uh, so it, yeah, that that took a couple turns, right? Where That's it looked right. like it was the Saints, and then it looked like it was Atlanta, and then it was definitely Cleveland. So, but uh, yeah, look, I, I think with Michael Thomas. My understanding now is that it's open-ended. Uh, I actually didn't consider uh, Derek Carr and th- that those two situations are, are linked or tied. Uh, I didn't consider that. Uh, but it's possible. I mean, I-, I could see Derek Carr and his agent being like, look, if Derek's going to come here, like, he needs weapons. That's right. He needs, to- he needs to be able to have guys he can throw to to be successful, and Michael Thomas needs to be one of those guys. And uh, I, I didn't consider that as a possibility, but sure, like I could see a scenario where, you know, he 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 demands that, and the Saints like try to make it work. My thing all along, but so that's possible. I I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I I, I could see, I could see them not being linked at all. Uh, but what I do see clearly is that I read on the situation all along has been. I don't think it's going to work out because I don't see Michael Thomas being open to staying at a deal that's more favorable to the Saints. I never really imagined Michael Thomas uh, yeah. be, being amenable to a restructure that would basically pay him well if he produces, but put the Saints at a less risk in a less risky situation if he were to get hurt again. So I, yeah. I think that's. I think in a perfect world, the Saints recognize he's a great player and they would love to keep him under different financial terms. Yeah. I never imagined Michael Thomas being open to that. But I think from the Saints' perspective, sure, like if we can get a scenario where our risk is mitigated, so if you get hurt again or you refuse to play and all that, like we don't owe you a bunch of money. But if you do play and you tear it up, like – you have incentives to get you back up close to what you were supposed to make. And so I don't think the Saints have a problem paying Michael Thomas. It's just they've had three years of no production for paying him. So, like, now they would love to see that. So I always saw that clearly from the Saints' perspective. I just never thought that was a tenable situation for Thomas. And what I'm learning is that he might be open. It sounds like he and his agent are 
willing to come to the table and at least talk it through and consider uh, that is a development that I never expected. So, so now it's more open-ended at the end of the day. If if you ask me to hedge and bet right now on what happens, I still think Michael Thomas gets released. I just, yeah, I I don't think he's a guy that's going to play ball financially, especially when I just feel like there's been bad blood medically about how the saints handled some of his injuries. And then this time around, you know, he 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 didn't progress the way he wanted to from his initial injury and he immediately shut it down and got surgery and i think the feeling from the saints was that maybe yeah. he could have played through that so like i i just think there's like distrust and there's there's weird history um so i would personally be stunned to see them work this out because well, i just don't think the goodwill is there no and I, I think that's part of it but i also think part of it is in a weird way, I'm not saying Michael Thomas is going to be a top of the market receiver if the Saints cut him, but I do think he's going to have a really, really decent market. And here's why he came back with the Saints. And yeah, he only played a couple of games, but he was all the way back. Like after the Atlanta game, like we were giggling in the post game show, one, because of the comeback, but two, because we were like, Michael Thomas is back. He's all the way back. And I know he's had the injuries, but Andrew, I think the way his season ended for the Saints as far as getting another deal is much more advantageous for him to get a 10 to 12, $14 million one-year deal from a team than if he had played for the Saints all year. And we were like, oh man, that ankle didn't really heal. He's not as explosive. He can't really get open. And yeah, he can still make the contested catches, but it's harder and he's not as fast and he's not, you know, this and that. Like, I think it's, I think there's going to be a ton of teams that need receivers. And by the way, the receiver, the draft kind of stinks and the free agent market is kind of meh. It's like Jacoby Myers is the number one guy. I could see a team like the Bears or teams with a ton of cap space being like Michael Thomas, one year, $14 million. Come here. Prove it to us, like and and I think he's going to have a really good market, and I think that complicates I, I, it. I, I think it would be more incentive laden than that, than that. I don't think it's as simple as like one year, fourteen million. I, I don't think it, that would be fully guaranteed. I th- I think he's going to get at least ten. I think he's going to get at least one year, ten million dollars guaranteed. It'll be a team with a shit ton of cap space, you know, like the Bears. Like the Bears have literally like ninety three million in cap space. Like they can just they got to get to the floor, man. You know, um, yeah, yeah. so I, I'm just saying, or like New England, they badly need receivers. Right. Um, so I, I could see I could see New England doing like a one year deal. I just think his market's going to be a little bit better than you would naturally think. And I think that complicates it for the Saints because the Saints may be like, look, bro, like where you just said, like, look, we'll give you a deal, but we want to pay you six million, seven million. And then. You get a thousand yards, you hit these incentives, boom, 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 back up to 15, 17 million. We're good. And I just think Michael Thomas is going to look at the market and be like, I don't have to take seven. I can get 11. I can get 10, you know? And so, so you combine that with the bad blood, it becomes difficult. But before we get out of here, I want your opinion. Would you want Michael Thomas back? Or would you be like, no? Got to move on, get me, get a free agent, draft a guy. Like, where are you with Michael Thomas? Because we're going on year four of him not playing at all. And you need, you need Michael Thomas to play healthy is the ideal situation. But 
just in a general yeah. sense, you need a big body receiver. Like it killed them that they didn't have a guy in the red zone that could win. And that was not so much the play calling of Pete, which I know fans get on, but mostly it was just, they didn't have dudes in the red zone that could get open and win. And they need a Michael Thomas type dude to help them in the red zone. I, I actually thought, um, pretty well offensively this year at least at, at least at times Dennis Allen talked about this yesterday if you saw if you were able to catch mm-hmm. kind of his sound bites but he was like yeah you know our, our ability to move the football uh was okay he is a, he was actually kind of satisfied with that generally speaking he said the biggest problems that we had offensively were red zone and third That's down right. and look having a quarterback that doesn't it, that isn't very mobile I mean, that hurts if yeah. you can get a quarterback that's more mobile that would have been nice but I think the big thing is, and, and, and Dennis Allen lamented this earlier in the season, is we didn't have a contested catch receiver. And Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, they have a career of being contested catch guys. So those guys both being injured and Jarvis Landry kind of being a shell of his former self, like it didn't really work out. But like I'll remind you, when Michael Thomas was playing in week one against the Falcons, they won that game. And you saw what a difference him coming up with critical – critical catches yeah, in, right. the, in the red zone in critical situation he scored two touchdowns in that game like that, that i mean that was that's having a guy like that making plays like that is a difference between wins and losses especially when you consider uh that the saints lost so many one score games they were in a lot of them and a lot of times it was failing to convert a third down failing right. to score a touchdown in the red zone inside the five like michael thomas is a guy that makes a lot of those plays and yeah. so uh yeah, look, I, I, I appreciate the Saints' position here. They, they cannot pay this guy $20 million this year to play two games. Like, they just can't. Yeah. They can't. So, I appreciate that, like, they need to restructure his deal or he gets cut. Like, there, there's no way around that. Uh, in a perfect world, I want him back on the Saints because I saw what he did before the injury. And I don't know that he looked all the way back, but he showed he can definitely still play in the league. He's still yeah. really good. I mean, and, I- and, and so, like, for me, it's like is it the financial terms are acceptable to the Saints and they can figure it out. Like, there's not a solution on the roster. Like, I'd feel differently. It's like Zach Streif and Ramchek. Like, I wasn't sweating Streif's retirement too much. I mean, I was sad. I love the dude, love the player. But, like, they had a solution in the building. They do not have a solution in the building right now. And don't tell me Chris Olave. Don't tell me Rashid Shaheed. Because those are different kind of receivers. That's right. The, they, you know, those are solutions for Brandon Cooks or uh, Ted Ginn Jr. You know what I mean? Like That's right. Those are not solutions for Michael Thomas. So yeah. um, until that exists in the building, maybe they need to draft a guy and keep Michael Thomas. Maybe they I need think... to do both things. And then maybe if That's the right. guy, the draft pick shows after a year or two that he's good enough to replace Thomas, then you get rid of him. I just feel like you kind of – you, if you bring back Michael Thomas, draft a guy or take another flyer, maybe not on Jarvis Landry again, but another receiver in that vein because you got to have a contested catch guy. But I'll tell you, you know me. You always joke I'm Mr. Prisoner of the Moment, recency bias, all that. I'll tell you this, Andrew. They signed Derek Carr. They bring back Michael Thomas, and they draft B. John Robinson at 29. I will be all the way back in and all the doom and gloom that we had right before Sean Payton went to Denver. We're like, Oh my God, they don't have a, they don't have draft picks. This season, this off season is looking bleak. 
I will be leading the cheers of this offseason is an A+. plus. We're winning this crappy South division you just watched. The cap nerds, we're, I'll yell at them again, even though I yelled at them last year and I was completely wrong. Like, I'll feel freaking great. So just on that alone, like, I, I want Michael back. I do. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, like, I just think the Saints are better off and they're a better team with them. It's just, it's just like, is he going to play? Yeah. 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 So, so, so final question. If I hear the music as we get out of here, Michael Thomas, zero, he's gone. He's on another team. 10, he's a saint. Week one of 2023, put it on the Andrew scale. Where do you think it is right now? I think he's 85% gone. I think there's a sliver of hope. I'll put it at 15%. Okay. That's fair. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the show. Go to patreon.com slash Saints Happy Hour. Become an annual patron and support the show. Get the Saints Season Survival Mug. Get two months for free. We're the best Saints podcast. We will improve your Saints viewing fan experience. I promise. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you again tomorrow.